All right, everyone, welcome back into another NFL DFS video. My name is Eric Paulzin with 9to5 Sports. Going to be getting into the Week 17 core plays, going position by position, highlighting the top plays for you guys on the slate. I uh, hope you guys had a great Merry Christmas as well and a Happy New Year. Uh, that is why this video is coming out like a day later than it typically was. You no, know, it is what it is. You got to do what you got to do on the holidays. So if you guys enjoy the coverage, make sure to give a like and subscribe. Let's go ahead and get into the top quarterbacks on this slate. So to me, I think the starting point is going to be looking at Jared Goff just at a very cheap price tag going against the Chicago Bears. And it's going to be at Detroit. Obviously, that's going to be in the stadium. That is going to be highly appealing to me. I love the fact that we are going to be locking in at least like 37 passing attempts going against the Bears, the a defense that has very much struggled. I think Jared Goff just makes a ton of sense. A very cheap price tag as well. Uh, he is someone that we can see going for, you know, 20 to 25 DK points with the upside to go for more than that. Obviously one for 29, the last um, two out of the last three slates. So that is going to be appealing. He has a decently high floor as well. I mean, 14 points against the Jets and 17 against Buffalo. Like that is pretty darn good. We would certainly take that. So I love the recent production from Jared Goff. He is someone that just makes a ton of sense. Some that you should be going out of your way to play on this slate. And then just two other plays I think we can consider at the quarterback position is going to be Justin Fields. Obviously, Justin Fields has been extremely consistent up until that last game against Buffalo. Um, I would blame a lot of that just on poor weather. Um, you know, had seven rushing attempts still, but you know, really not going to be able to do much in a game like that. Uh, and I'm not, I'm not too worried about it. The price point is going to be what I'm worried about. This is a very high price tag. And if he has some of that disappoints, then, you know, we can't really take that. So I would much rather go with Jared Goff in that same game. But at the same time, Justin Fields could easily go off one for 43 DK points against them the last time out. This defense still is not great. So Justin Fields could easily still go off. And then strangely enough, I don't mind Brock Purdy. He has been a consistent fantasy producer. But if I'm playing Purdy, then I might as well just go ahead and play Goff. You know, um, fine price point play. Maybe you throw him out there in some GPP stacks. Um Wilson would be someone that maybe in stacks you could play as well, but like not Corp. Okay. You're either looking at golf or really um, Justin. I think that's really much it. That's pretty much it. So last week we saw the slate be a very RB heavy slate. Like there's a ton of great running back plays. Okay. And I think that's going to be the exact same situation again on this slate. Like CMC, you can certainly pay up for it. Gets a great matchup going against the Las Vegas Raiders. Still play a lot of snaps. I uh, just didn't get that many receptions. Did kind of bail a lot of people out, including myself, with that touchdown uh, late in that game against Washington. But much better matchup. Should be a good play. Uh, Saquon Barkley, though, once again, going to be a very tough play to pass up on. Okay. Uh, he just he looked good again last week. I had mentioned up until that game against Washington, it seemed like he had somewhat like lost a step throughout this season, like a slight step. And then it just randomly popped back. Like he had that full burst that he had at the beginning of the season and looked really good. Uh, obviously, 10 targets, uh, eight receptions. That's really going to boost the floor. But he was highly productive. Now gets a still pretty good matchup going against Indy, a team that really just looks like they have given up on their season. And so I kind of expect Saquon Barkley to be able to go out and really have a great game. Uh, I think we can project him accurately to get around 20 opportunities and still get over 80% of the snaps. Saquon and AK is a very kind of cheap price take, kind of given the matchup and given, given the situation, I think we should be taking advantage of that. From there, like James Conner going to be very difficult not to love as well as you guys know if you guys have watched these videos i think it's been since the Chargers game that i have been on james connor even though the matchups haven't exactly been great why because of the snap counts and the opportunities okay playing in 90 percent of the snaps that is tough not to love especially given that the price point hasn't correctly adjusted to it tough not to love him and on top of that he is getting over 20 opportunities per game and on top of that this week finally gets a great matchup and now watch this will be the the matchup in which he only scores around uh like 12 dk points but we know it's gonna be the correct play given the matchup given the amount of snaps 
and given the amount of opportunities, it's tough not to love James Conner on this slate. Dropping down a little bit lower, I love the fact that Reandre Stevenson played a lot of snaps and he kind of struggled for... Well, I love the fact of that for this. Obviously, last week, that was not great, but he still played 90% of the snaps, okay? Still was heavily involved. You know, six targets, 13 rushing attempts, okay? That is great. Did fumble twice and kind of cost them. You know, that would be the worries that maybe he doesn't get all those carries. That would be my biggest worry, my biggest concern, okay? But gets a matchup with Miami, gets a price de decrease, and if he is going to be playing about 90% of the snaps and still getting around 20 opportunities, it is still a play that we would love. Maybe we can't lock him into a cash play, okay? Maybe we can't do that. But GPP-wise, it's definitely someone you should be going out of your way to play because it wouldn't be shocking to see him get 20 total DK points once again. Uh, I still think James Conner and then maybe Stevenson is who you'd be looking at. But at the same time, we get Travis Etienne in a great spot. Now, the biggest worry with Travis Etienne, only playing about 70% of the snaps. But it, when he is in, he's heavily involved in the game plan. Okay. Two straight games of over 20 opportunities, and he scored 14.2 and 16.7, both against more difficult matchups. Now he gets a great matchup going against Houston, a matchup that, you know, on just 18 total opportunities, was able to get 14.4 DK points. I would say we can easily project him to get double digit DK points and I don't really know what we can project his ceiling could to be. It could really be extremely high. So Travis Etienne firmly in play, but also Cam Akers gets a great matchup going against the Chargers. Okay, Cam Akers obviously just went off in the previous game, three touchdowns. And I think now, after last week, we can accurately project him to get the workhorse treatment. You know, up until last week, I was still kind of worried about it. Now it's been three straight weeks where he's gotten over 75% of the touches. Um, and I think we can accurately project that once again. Good matchup against the Chargers. And the Chargers have already secured their players, their playoff spots. So, you know, they're going to be play, trying to play well. But at the same time, it wouldn't be shocking to see them maybe not be as mentally sharp fully. Uh, but given the price point, given the recent production, and given the amount of snaps, Cam Akers does make a lot of sense, especially given this matchup. He is someone that we'll be looking at as well. But really, that's it. Like, Barkley, Connor, Stevenson, Etienne, and also Akers are the running backs I'll be looking at. So for the receivers, I'm going to be calling it stick to the basics. Okay, lather, rinse, repeat, guys. Um, I see no real reason why we should not be playing Ken Allen on the slate, even with the matchup against uh, Los Angeles. Guys, it's simple. What are my two rules? If Ken Allen's on a slate, I'm playing Ken Allen. And my second my second rule, if Chris Godwin's on a play or on a slate, I'm playing him. That's basically been my rule for the last like year and a half especially 4K now in the last two years. If they're on a slate, I'm playing them. They are just so highly consistent and so underpriced on every slate, given their consistency. It is crazy. Like these two players are playing 90% of the snaps, averaging over 10 targets per game and averaging, you know, 15 to 20 DK points per game. It is tough not to like them, especially given their, their high consistency. And maybe that floor will eventually fall out. But at the same time, like I'm fine with that if that happens one week because we know they're the correct play and they both get a matchup in which you're not particularly worried about. We should be getting a nice safe floor by playing those. Two, okay. It's just the route that I want to go. I want to be chasing nice floors and, and solve price points given their production. So those two players just make a ton of sense. Uh, Chris Goblin and Keenan Allen. And then from there, we got to see the injury news for the Green Bay Packers. Okay. Christian Watson left last game and he was still able to hit value, you know, almost had another touchdown, eight targets, still scored 10.9 DK points on limited snaps, you know, didn't play the whole second half, was well on his way to a great game. We got to wait and see the news on him. If he plays, going to be a great play because he's probably still going to play about 80 to 90% of the snaps. If he sits, though, I think Lazard's going to be in play, but I also really like Romeo Dobbs 
who Dobbs ended up playing 60% of the snaps. Okay, and he has looked good. Okay, did have a bad drop and whatnot, but going against Minnesota, that'd be a highly intriguing matchup. We do got to see what the weather situation is going to be like, but Dobbs could easily go off. And at 4.7, if he's going to be the receiver number 1B, I guess I don't want to disrespect Lazard like that because he is solid, but if he's going to be the 1B, he would be a great, great play given that price point. But if Christian Watson plays at 5.9, man, it's going to be tough not to love him, especially going against Minnesota. Okay, so we, we kind of got to wait and see on that injury news, but definitely um, some of that I like. And then part of sticking to the basics is going to be looking at uh, Cortland Sun. Now, yes, it has been Jerry Judy as kind of the stud lately, which is honestly a little bit shocking to me. Uh, has looked much better the last, you know, three games. Um, and something I didn't see coming. Like, you know, he's been a solid NFL receiver, but it did seem like he kind of took a next step. Still, Cortland Sun at 5.1 is highly intriguing. Okay, in his first game back from injury, played in 70% of the snaps, saw seven targets, and was able to score 11.4 DK points. Going against KC, which could be a higher scoring game, obviously the defense is a defense that you want to be attacking. Like, Cortland Sun does make a lot of sense at 5.1. It wouldn't be shocking to see him go out and have a great game. Then I already mentioned how I do want to be attacking that Chicago Bears kind of Detroit game a little bit with the quarterback. Well, if we're doing that, I do think we could say that one of the receivers for Chicago would be a good play. And I have kind of been leaning towards Byron Pringle. Um, you know, he's been an okay value play really the last two weeks, given the amount of snaps that he's been playing. Uh, 90% uh, two weeks ago against Philly, and then 86% of the snaps of last week. Um, obviously, last week was a game in which the Bears struggled. They did offensively. They were just bad. Um, but this week, going against Detroit, which should be a higher scoring game, I think Pringle could be in play. You know, if he is going to be playing about 90% of the snaps, maybe he gets four targets in this one and gets eight DK points. Right now, he's looking like he could be a very good uh, price point play. we got to wait on the news for uh, Chase Claypool and uh, Sam Brown because if they play, then probably not as good of a play. Uh, by that same token, Pettis would be an okay play as well. Scored a touchdown on a wide open play. You know, That was a little bit lucky, but he did play in a lot of snaps. So if those two are still up, Pettis could be someone you're looking at as well. More of a play for the value plays video. So on last week's slate, I felt like the biggest difference maker and probably the easiest part of last week was looking at the tight end position. Just a lot of cheap price points um, and some good matchups um, on each slate that it was kind of easier to figure out which tight ends you should be playing. Okay, now, given the price tag and given the production from some of these guys, a little bit worrisome. I will say Travis Kelsey is still most likely going to be under owned and undervalued. The guy has been super consistent, always ranks out as one of the best leverage plays on each slate. So you could definitely be looking at Travis Kelsey. I like him as a play. I think he's fine as a play. George Kittle with Debo Samuel has kind of been the go-to guy. Uh, Purdy has liked him. Um, a couple of them have been design plays, you know, that were designed to be big plays, but they went to Kittle. Uh, those are sometimes plays that would go to Debo, you know, something to take into consideration. Uh, TJ Hawkinson, 16, tar I mean, he really, really gave us some good sweats. Uh, <laughs> last week in some great lineups and even like game stack wise if you guys watched the coverage like being on tj hawkinson was huge last week um do i project him to do anything like he did last week even like this since he's joined the vikings maybe not like i could see this being like the exact opposite game like one of his worst games at the same time still gonna be playing a lot of snaps still gonna get a decent amount of targets like the reasons why we liked him last week are still there i just don't like the price bump so i think even more so this week might be a week in which we are trying to pay down Okay. Tyler Higby was a player that, you know, on that slate as well. Um, I think it was a three game slate with someone else saying, go out of your, your way to play. Like he's kind of just the obvious tight end play on this slate. If you can afford to pay for him, do it kind of the same thing as well. Like even the price tag, I still think he's someone that you do want to play, but I hate, I hate that he got that big of a price tag and I hate that he went off that much. Okay. With how banged up they are and with how many snaps he's playing about 70 to 90% of the snaps. Obviously that game was a blowout, but probably going to play about 85% of the snaps. If it's a close game, still should get targeted a lot. Like have him going off with was not really that shocking. 
how much he went off by was a little bit shocking. But can we go back to him? That's the biggest question. I don't know. I've kind of found myself trying to pay down at tight end. And who does that lead me to? Well, no offense, an okay play. It was funny because last week, by the end of the week, last week, I was like, oh, Will Disley might be a great play because Noah Fant's questionable. Well, Will Disley's now in the IR, which means Noah Fant could be looking at 85% of the snaps or so. He would be a decent play, um, especially going against the Jets where that's kind of their weakness. Like, I don't mind him as a play. I don't know if we need to go out of our way to play him, okay? So who do I? Well, Daniel Bellinger should still be a safe play. Dude's playing so many snaps, like 90% of the snaps, okay? Should still be a safe play. Kate Otten, you know, playing a decent amount of snaps as well. Did get seven targets. Obviously, that offense did not look good last week. Someone you could play, but I think kind of the obvious play play to me would be if Granson is out. And I guess this is a big if, but if he's out again, you'd be looking at Jelani Wood. Okay. Ended up playing about 64% of the snaps last week, which is what he played uh, the last time Granson was out. So we could get a guy that's going to play about, you know, let's just say over 60% of snaps and probably going to get at least five targets, at least five DK points. Like we would certainly take that. It's like playing Mitchell Wilcox last week where the price point is so cheap and we know we're not going to get a zero. Although Slight scare, he got injured. <laughs> that was a little bit of a worry, but should be a great play, you know, given the price point. Uh, kind of opens up a lot lineup process wise. And you guys know my strategy by now, like Bears D was like 5% owned. Like, what are we doing, guys? What are we doing? It, it was a poor weather game. Okay, and they ended up scoring three DK points, which I know wasn't great, but two YNTs got positive points. Like, they were the minimum price. Like, it's just frustrating, honestly, at this point. And, like, Jahan Dotson was under-owned, too. That was a little bit frustrating to me as well. But I guess for this, it's like, who do you play, Philly or Saints or Broncos? I guess for now, Broncos, um, maybe even Green Bay. I, you know, for now, we'll go Saints. Cheapest price defense. And then we have 5.3 left over. So who does that leave us on? Like, GPP-wise, I don't mind Tyler Algier, been looking great. Um, the last two weeks obviously really went off. Uh, played in his most snaps last week. I'm fine with him. Brian Robinson continues to get a lot of work. Like you could look at him, but none of these guys right here are really core plays. Like if I still had Cortland Sutton, I'd be fine going with Cortland Sutton. Jacoby Myers, I don't hate. Uh, Jacoby Myers played in 100% of the snaps, had seven targets. Uh, you know, I'd be fine with you know uh, more of like just a cash play to me. Uh, I don't know if he's like a need to go out here to play him in all your bills, but still going to be a good play. Um, you know, given the matchup, given the price point, uh, given the targets given the snaps, like he does make a lot of sense. So this is kind of what I'm looking at for a first look build. Now in this situation, this is where I'd be fine paying up a little bit more for uh, a defense. Um, maybe in this specific situation, go Caroline. Okay, I'm fine. Don't mind that at all. But that's all I have for you guys for this video. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. If you did, you know what to do. Give a like and subscribe. That helps me continue to put out more content for you guys. Let's finish this season strong. Let's have a good weekend as always. Let's keep cashing.